Next up, we've got Dan Fleischman, founder of Elevator Studios. Welcome back to Office Hours. And we've had a lot of legends on here, but this guy, he's a legend because he's an old soul. I can't imagine what he accomplished in his past lives to put him in a position to be so successful at the early age of 19. I've known Dan Fleischman for almost his entire working career, and there's probably not one entrepreneur in the world that I'm more proud of and proud to have here on Office Hours sitting across from me is Dan Fleischman. My favorite thing about Dan, he's so humble, is he's giving to everybody these backpacks full to the homeless, to the needy. He was dressed like a homeless man. <laughs> I, someone actually on the team once gave him a backpack <laughs> of his own. Because he's so humble, he didn't need to show off. And you're probably one of the most successful young entrepreneurs that I knew. Where did that come from? As much as you're money-oriented, you, you love to make money, but more important to you always has been elevating others through the syndicate, through the pitch nights, through all the elevator things. That You're the ultimate elevator. I like to make money for the game. If you notice, I haven't had a car in seven years. I've had the same watch for 12 years. I don't buy stuff. So the money I'm making is literally just to invest. And so the charity part of it came where I was raising money for other people's charities. And then it would be Sunday night, charity poker tournament, raise 120000 And then Monday, we don't hear what happened. A month later, we don't hear what happened. Six months, we forget about it. And then I get to see the true cause and effect when I brought all my friends to donate to that charity. So I wanted to make a charity that had a very simple cause and effect. We make backpacks for the homeless with 150 items inside, half food and drinks, and the other half is cleaning supplies, food, a watch, poncho, hat, et cetera, so that someone that's homeless or in a women abuse shelter or a teen abuse shelter, they're going to get stuff. Now, is it going to change their life forever? No, but it'll get them a fresh start. It'll get them a month's worth of supplies. And some of the items they can keep for years. They can use the poncho, blanket, backpack, et cetera. And so we've been doing that for 10 years. It's a 0% charity, meaning I cover all overhead, all events, all staff, all everything. There's not a dollar goes uh, to that. And most of the time, I'm not even ra raising money from other people. Outside of a few charity events a year, I just donate it myself every single year because to me, it's my passion project. And what I really want is people to replicate me. I don't need you to donate to me and my charity. You can go make backpacks for the homeless. You can make Ziploc bags for the homeless. You don't need me for that. I want people to do this in El Salvador, Chicago, Atlanta, Boston, everywhere in the world. I work with a lot of service providers myself, and I see that oftentimes they struggle with the service heart and the business hand. And they feel like they can't serve out of a place of abundance, like almost like it's shameful to be that way. So do you have any words of wisdom for people that do struggle with making a lot of money and being able to serve on that level? So I tie in charity to every business that I have. And every company that I invest into, I ask them to tie in as well. And I do all different levels of types of charity events and charity raising because, I, again, I want people to replicate what I'm doing. And I'm not shy about it. If I'm raising money for a charity or I'm posting about charity, people are like, oh, you shouldn't post about charity. Then it's not really charity. I don't, I'm not doing it for me. I don't need a pat on the back. I want people to replicate it. I want him to do it. I want you to do it. I want you to do it in your cities. So one question I have for you, this is going to be a little personal, is what is a low that you've ever experienced and how did you work through that? So I had an online poker site called Victory Poker. And I was based here in Vegas in a place called Malta. And at the time, I had just signed Dan Bilzerian and DJ Steve Aoki and all these different characters right when social media was getting started. So this was a ten, over 10 years ago. I move out to Malta, build up this huge poker site, six figures a week in revenue. I get a $65 million valuation on the company. Things are crushing it. I only have five employees, so my overhead's nothing, and just all this money is coming in, right? Build this cool poker site. And then April 15th, 
2010, something called Black Friday. Online poker is shut down by the government. FBI shuts off all my competitors. I don't get shut off. Technically, I'm number one, right? Because <laughs> all my competitors are dead or in jail. That's not how you want to win. <laughs> so I don't want to get that knock on the door from them, from the FBI. So over the next four days, I spend all the money, and I manually pay back 41,000 people. And so in that moment, I could sit on the floor and cry about it, and I felt like I was justified to do that. Or what I did was I started consulting for brands. I consulted for four land-based casinos, and I started my social media agency, and I started angel investing because I never wanted to be all my eggs in one basket ever again. So the worst financial moment of my life became what set up my entire career. The only reason Elevator Studio exists and Elevator Nights exists and the Rolling Fund and syndicates and angel investments is literally because of that horrible moment. I have to tell you that I know so many people that have taken your lead and followed, but I don't know how when I see you not just once a week, twice a week, maybe three times a week, doing charitable purpose and cause by making a lot of money to help a lot of people and have a lot of fun. How emotionally do you stay up to be able to be at service and to be of value to all of those people? I treat it like a video game. The game to me is the scoreboard, right? How much can I raise for this charity? How many people can I get? What's the attendance? Like I literally post screenshots. Oh, 140 people are coming. Oh, 196 people are coming. I send it to all the group chats and I get them pumped up. Oh, 400 people are coming now because you guys posted. Let's all post together. And so it's a game to me, how much money I raise, how many people show up, how many lives are impacted. And then all the messages that come in, the stories that come in, the screenshots that come in, that feeds me, right? I'm not gonna wait a year to do that again. I wanna do it next week, let's go. And so the game to me is what's interesting about it. It is emotionally draining because you're going into situations where there is a hurricane or there is someone that doesn't have any food or supplies or there is, like there are emotionally draining parts of that. But even that, I try to rationalize the fact I'm there to help them. And now that just makes me wanna do it more because there's a lot more stories that are similar to that person or that family. And so to me, that's all I'm gonna do. My whole goal is to make zillions of dollars is literally just for that. If I make one billion or five billion or 10 billion, you'll see me with the exact same no watch, you'll see me in the exact same no car. I don't care about the money for me. I know what I can do for the world and I don't like red tape when it comes to the government about how we can help feed the homeless or help with education or help a lot of these things. So it takes private money to do that. So my job is to go get as rich as possible and get my friends as rich as possible so that we together can then go fix the home situation, fix the food situation. I know you and I have surrounded ourselves with a bunch of celebrities and we had mentioned, I think you were probably in your late 20s, and I said, I don't want to be one of these celebrities, I want to be a celebrant. And I've reached my objective because I'm able to celebrate young people like you that have led the way to the future. But as much as I'm a celebrant, you're an elevator and you've elevated so many others to elevate yourself. And I just want to congratulate you and thank all three of you for elevating our elevator here today on Office Hours.